You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And welcome to Ooh to Be a Podcast, our Huddersfield Town podcast. Today I'm joined by Mel Booth and Reese Thomas, uh, and we're just going to look over the Spurs game last weekend and then look ahead to, to the Burnley match this weekend. Obviously, another defeat, uh, disappointing against Tottenham last time out, but a, a really good performance. So it was it was frustrating, but but positive, uh, all things considered. Mel, yeah, I think so, Rory. Yeah, it was. I agree with you. It was a good performance. Um, the result was disappointing. I don't think things went in town's favour particularly. I mean, the the, the penalty incident, uh, for one, I think had it been at the other end, it probably wouldn't have been given. Um, and I think it's niggled and rankled with town a little bit. David uh, Wagner made reference to it in his press conference. He doesn't normally do that unless there's something that's really niggling with him. So I think they were disappointed. Uh, with some of the decisions that, that the referee made. I think generally he got quite a few other things wrong as well. Um, but moving away from that, I think the pos- there were some positives for town in the performance. I think the return of Pritchard um, alongside um, Lauren de Poitre was looked good. I think it gives town uh, that little bit of extra sort of liveliness up front, that bit of creativity. And I think that aspect of it was was particularly good um, for town. It's just a shame they didn't get a little bit of luck in front of goal. I mean, the Depoitre volley off the bar was a, a fantastic effort. Uh, the keeper wouldn't even have seen it, let alone tried to stop it. Uh, the keeper did make a great save from Chris Lover's long-range shot, which was curling into the bottom corner. And then um, uh, Mbenza with his shot in the second half, brought another good save from the keeper. So there were um, efforts at goal, there was positivity in attack, uh, and the the only downside of it really was that the two two of our key centre-backs had to come off. Fortunately, it looks like Christopher Schindler might be okay, but Terence Congolo being out for four or five weeks is a big blow. We sort of touched on... The luck there, Reese. Would you say? Do you think it's something that town can maybe expect to to get back later on in the season? When you know, do, I think when people talk about whether we should get VAR or technology into football, the kind of the excuses are no, well, it evens out over the course of the season. Yeah. Do you think that does even out over the course of the season, or do you think things like this there really should be things put in place so that we can get decisions like this right? Because it could affect town in the long run. Yeah, and I, mean, I think that generally is the old adage, isn't it? That you you do see things balance out over the course of the season, and they may well do, but it feels like this is the important um, period of the season for town, really. They need to start getting some points on the board and they need something to build on. So at the moment, if you're a Huddersfield Town fan, you've got to say that some kind of VAR would be helpful. And so largely in the World Cup, I thought that it, it works fairly well. And barring a few 
incidents, it didn't slow the game down too much. So I think, I think eventually it will come into the Premier League, and I think it could help. Um, I thought they were unlucky in a sense that Kane probably looked sharper than I'd seen him all season. Um, so the one uh, part where it came off Schindler's head and he he rolled him and and ran across, and I I've not really seen Kane out sprint anyone that way this season and since his injury really so he looked right back on it um but I think you've generally got to see it as a positive I mean it's definitely something to build on we were talking about could they get hit three four five and it's two nil and we're talking about town fans being disappointed that that can't be something bad really I mean they nearly got that home goal um there were a lot of good performances across the board I think in a game like that where you're expecting it to be a free hit it's barring a a famous win it's about as good as you could hope for really so yeah I definitely think it's something to build off mm-hmm. you, you mentioned a few of the players there Mel uh, beforehand who, who stood out to you in the game one player I'd like to highlight I guess for his performances the whole season is Chris Lerver someone who really did drop out the team last year and we, we weren't sure whether it, we would see him back in the starting 11 for town but this year he's really seemed to have stepped up his game and he, I guess he's the sort of person that really is that is the, the, the terrier identity, the spirit they want people to to look at and say, Oh, you might not be in the team, but if you work hard as Chris Lerver's done and put the, the hours in on the training ground, it pays off. Absolutely. He's he's had a terrific season so far, really, and I think um it, it comes back to the competition within the squad. He's looked at the people who were there. There was more competition last season, obviously Congolo was there and uh, Scott Malone was there. Uh, Eric Derm has come in, that will have spurred him on as well, and his performances have been really, really good in that left-back slot. Um, I think he himself makes the point that the fact that you're playing with a a back three gives your full-backs, the wing-backs as it were, more, more opportunity to attack. He likes that, it suits his style, but you have to say his delivery into the box has been very, very good. And that's why he's on the set pieces now. He's on the free kicks and he's on the corners. And his delivery is pretty much faultless. He doesn't so much hit the first man at all. He's aiming at the back post. He's aiming across the six-yard box. And it's causing people problems. And it's no real surprise that Town's three goals so far have all come as a result of set pieces of one sort or another. So I, I think he deserves his chance to do well because he has worked at it. He's made himself a set-piece specialist, if you like, in terms of the fact that he's made sure he's going to get the delivery right. So David Wagner knows he can rely on him. And also defensively, he's also played very well. I don't think he's been taken to the cleaners by anyone, but certainly going forward, he's looked really, really good. Uh, David Wagner, in, in his press conference today, was similarly uh, excited about his players and how they're performing uh, and really pleased at the way they're moving this season despite not uh, picking up many points. He was highlighting the performances more than anything else but kind of said he'd rather perform, rather the performances be there than maybe them not perform and still get the results. How far can that go before you know people start thinking, well, no, at some point you do need to start picking up these points? I mean, obviously... It- it is sort of at that point where it does need to turn around. I think if you if you want the the results you want out of the season. I mean, if you looked at it, at cold hard facts, then it's the the least goal scored and the, the most goals conceded. But 
apart from the Man City game, I mean, can you really say they've been outplayed apart from that? And and I think he's right to highlight it. I think I think that is a positive. And at this level, if if you're getting blown away and you're not even in games, then you're not going to pick points up further down the line. But they've gone to Leicester and they've gone one 0 up. They've gone to Everton. And they've gone one 0 up. And you sort of feel like that. If they keep doing that, then the win has got to be round the corner. But tomorrow would be the the day that you'd want it to happen, really. Because I mean, there's Liverpool after that, and then when you get into the sort of quarter way through the season mark, and you you haven't got that win on the board, then it's I suppose hard to turn around. But I I think he's perfectly right to to highlight the performances because that that is the main thing you've got to look at, really. I think I think also Reese makes a good point there that it, it, yes, you want it to turn around quickly. But no one is massively away from town. You know, looked at this point about, you know, targeting the teams who are in and around you. And, you know, there are a lot of teams who are only five points above town. That's, that you know, that's fewer basically than two matches. So it can be turned around. You want it to happen sooner rather than later. But they are not cut off. They are not isolated at the bottom. And that's one of the saving graces so far. It just buys them a little bit more time. You know, we, we've talked about this, you know, it would be great to get a result at, at Burnley, a positive result at Burnley. Liverpool at home, anything that comes out of that is a bonus. But then there are sort of three matches after that. I know Watford have been, been going well, but there's Watford, Fulham and West Ham to come before the next international break. And you really would like to see Town making positive strides in those matches before the next international break. I think then obviously you really are looking at where you are in the table and what your your next challenges can be. You don't want to become cut off. Do you think that that maybe that starts the sort of table watching starts from this international break? We heard David Wagner say in his press conference that to go into an international break on a win, you have two weeks of that sort of positive energy. Is that something that town could really use, especially at this time after their struggles? If they could get that win, have two weeks of decent training together on a positive mindset and then go into that Liverpool match in the mindset of, you know, we've had two decent weeks, let's see what we can do against this team. Yeah, I think so. I think it has to be a factor. You don't you don't like to lose anyway and you don't like to have to dwell on it. So I suppose the point was, you know, that obviously the, the more positive the result could be over at Turf Moor, the better. Um, and I think it would, would have an effect. Obviously Liverpool at home, no one's really going to need motivating for that. Um, on the face of it, the squad do look, you know, they look positive. There were smiles around PPG Canal side uh, when we were down there earlier. Um, you know, on the, on the training ground, there were cl- clearly players who were having fun and having a joke. So I don't think spirits in the camp are down. I think we can genuinely believe David Wagner in what he says that, you know, this squad do not look like a team who are at the bottom and feeling sorry for themselves, they have got a positive vibe around them. And you've just got to hope if they, if you know the result doesn't come at Burnley, that that carries them through the next two weeks until they can get built up again to tackle to Liverpool and you know more Champions League opposition as they did in Spurs. Obviously, first up is, is Burnley this weekend. Um, we've, we've kind of spoken about what they need from it. What, what do you see happening in this game? There's a lot of pundits saying, you know, nil-nil, one-nil, hardly any goals in it. What, and last season we saw two goalless draws from both teams home and away. So what, what do you see? Can you see it being nil-nil again? Or? Um, I think if you're Huddersfield, I think you probably want it to be nil-nil for quite a while. I mean, they, 
it, on the one hand, it might be a, a bad time to play Burnley because they had uh, a bit of a dodgy start to the season with the Europa League. I think for a team with their resources, the Europa League is always going to be a bit of a, a task to, to have a good season on both fronts there. But they've dropped out of that early and they've, they seem to have turned it around. And I mean, the, the last home game, they won 4-0 against Bournemouth, who've had a good start themselves. So in the one hand, you can see that they can clearly do well at home, but they're not going to be anywhere near as creative as Tottenham. So if if you can be competitive, just like Wagner's been talking about, and if they can can bring about the right energy and 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 keep it at nil nil for a while, then that's probably how I'd see them getting into the game. Um, also, if they can nick a goal and go one nil up early on, like uh, like I've obviously mentioned that they've done before, then Burnley are the sort of team where they're not going to have the creativity of of even a Leicester or someone they've they've generally done well by going in front first. So. I think nicking a goal and keeping it tight is probably the the way that Huddersfield are going to do it, really. Yeah, I think I think that's that's a a fair sort of summary of uh, how it can go. It's important that Town keep a foothold, um, and from that point of view, I think it's important that Christopher Schindler is there. I think it's quite possible that David Wagner would bring in John Goran Stankovic and play the three centre backs um, with with Zanka uh, if Schindler is fit. Um, if he's not, then obviously it puts a different complexion on it. But we believe from what David Wagner is saying that Christopher Schindler is going to be there. It would be no surprise to me if he left it the same shape uh, and went in there on on that basis. But it's important that Town keep a foothold, and obviously if they do get their noses in front, um, that they they try and stay there and maybe try and go further in front. It didn't happen at Leicester, although they had. You know, even to the hour mark, they still had a chance to go back in front, a really good chance to go back in front, which would have put a totally different complexion on it. So, um, yeah, they they do need to stay in there. It's not it's easier said than done. You know, your Vokes and Vidras and and people like this, uh, Lennons and you know people who can can have a go at you like that. They've got pace and they've got aerial ability. Um, so you know, it's it's going to be no easy task. But you know, this is one where town. Have got if they set the stall out properly and get a foothold in the game, um, you know there is no reason why they cannot come out of it with something very positive. Yeah, you, you touched on sort of the formations there, the, the five at the back and whether Stankovic will come in. Do we expect? I, I guess four and five at the back is the debate that we have every week now. Whether we want them to to play the five, which seems to be the the preferred formation now, or to go back to the four, which we saw them last season for most of it and the promotion season going up. In terms of formation and as well personnel, do you think we'll see any unenforced changes? Do you think Wagner will stick with who performed well at Spurs or do you think he'll bring someone else in? And do you think it will be the five at the back like we saw against Tottenham last time? Out? Yeah, I do, I do personally. I think it will be the five at the back. And I don't think he'll look to, make, to do anything much differently because the performance level of the team as a whole was good and there were positive signs in there. I think... Maybe the time when he'll, he'll he'll look to change things is when he feels that the wing, you know, he, he sees, we're not privy to what happens on the training ground, but if the wingers are performing and he feels that there's an opportunity to get at the opposition wide and cause them problems uh, in those wide areas, then he'll, he'll switch to the wingers. Um, but at the moment, I don't think that will happen. I think we'll stick with what has become the trusted um, sort of personnel and setup over the last few games. Uh, and I think we'll certainly see that at Burnley. Yeah. And how 
how important say there are any changes how important do we think Alex Pritchard will be for this game obviously we there've been people asking for him to be starting you know for the basically the whole start of the season and last game we saw him out there for the first time maybe didn't have the influence that people expected him to have but again it was Tottenham that town were playing there how crucial do you think he'll be this week I think I think he will be really important if he plays because I think even even if he does only get an opportunity or two to to play a little pass through or to um uh, just that that bit of invention then he is the person that you want on the ball for that I mean like, like you say against Tottenham you're not really expecting you your playmaker to get much of the game and I think it was probably quite a brave decision to put him in in, in that sense seeing as as obviously they were playing Tottenham a team with much greater resources um yeah I think he'll be really important and I think it is a sort of game where you want town to to go for it and try and invent um some situations for themselves and and if they can can get a goal or two I can imagine either through him or through a set piece is how they'd get it really I think I think he links well as well. Not not just with you, you know, with with Lauren Depatra, and you don't want Depatra to become isolated, um, which you know has been a, a, a sort of criticism of the way Town set up at times that the the lone front man gets too isolated. Pritchard wouldn't let that happen, and I think he links well with your your overlapping fullbacks, and he he also creates space for your central midfielders like your Billings and your Moyes to actually take a bit of use. Of, so I think that he serves more of a purpose as well, uh, in in that sort of positive sense, uh, and he and he'll put a tackle in as well. He's a good he's a good li- first line of defence as well, uh, but I think that he brings enough to the party to keep his place, especially alongside Lauren Patra. Do you think his size might play an issue this weekend? Because we've seen in the past Dave Wagner drop him for teams against against the physical teams who who will come and you know barge him off the ball you know he's not the biggest sort of player do you think maybe that'll that'll affect him this weekend and maybe David Wagner will go with someone a bit more maybe less creative but bigger and able to mix it with Burnley a bit more or do you think it'll be you know let's go let's do our own thing and let's create through through Alex Pritchard I, I think what you've just said latterly um, is, is more the case and I think you know the, let's face it the guys at the back for Tottenham are not exactly small you know and mm. Vertonghen didn't look particularly comfortable <laughs> I didn't think so you know uh, and and uh, you know I think I think Pritchard what you said is Town will go and do their own thing uh, they will set up accordingly um, I think you know that you can't bring it Sabiri I think is injured again so you haven't got an option there of a of a of a number ten. Um, you know, Elias Kachunga, I think, could play there, but whether he would make the change after one game, I think there was enough in the Dupuatra and uh, Pritchard partnership to give it another go at Burnley, big centre backs or no. Yeah, and I think um, I think you you obviously want to have a, a tight system, especially away from home. But I think you do need that little bit of a different different kind of player there, and I think he is that. I think. I'm not surprised it was nil nil twice last season because they're both. You can imagine them cancelling each other out. I think they're quite similar systems of focusing on working hard and and focusing more really on the system than the individual. But I think Pritchard's shown that he can work hard as well as having that individual talent. So I think he definitely merits it, and and you just hope that he can he can provide that one little moment of magic to to get the goal they need really. If we're going into the weekend, then. Obviously not expecting that many goals. What would your predictions be ahead of uh, the trip to Turf Moor? Um, I think 
uh, a draw is massively on the cards, um, but I would hope that Town can sneak it by a goal. Reese. Uh, I'd probably, yeah, I'd agree with that to be honest. I'd, I was thinking of one all to be honest, but I think it massively depends on who gets the first goal, if there is a first goal. Um, I think if Burnley do score first, I think it will be very difficult to be honest, but if Town can, can get themselves ahead or they can keep it tight, then I'd, I'd think there's a decent chance of them getting a result to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to go for a town nil as well. Uh, town win as well. I'm hoping one nil. Just had enough of watching them lose. To be honest, <laughs> with them, to be honest um, uh, that brings this episode of the podcast to an end. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Uh, we'll be back next. Sorry, in two weeks' time after the international break, where we'll look back over Town's start to the season and preview their the visit of Liverpool. Sorry, to the John Smith Stadium. Uh, until then, keep the faith. <laughs>